These children are incapable of learning. And I'm currently discerning exactly whose students they are referring to. Fellow teachers talking like this in the copy room. And before I intercede, I am curious to see where this conversation will lead. But to my surprise, more teachers chime in and agree that our children are choosing not to get it. That we have to accept that they want to be left behind and that's just their decision. And times have changed and we've done away with pretension. So just get busy work and hope for the best. Be mindful when you pass out those tests that they won't understand the concepts they're supposed to already know. Or should I say the ones we're supposed to teach. Six educators gathering around like hyenas eating meat, feeding off of outdated mentalities, swatting of the flies we call responsibilities, never losing sight of defeat. And this is the part where I decide to speak. This is exactly why we rank 14th internationally with education. Because logically speaking, if the one responsible for helping you get in first place is shooting the gun to start the race late, it's no wonder why we can't even get to the first base. Our children are doomed before they even get a chance, and part of that problem lies in educators' hands and the ones who lost the passion years ago. The ones holding on to tenure and avoiding going home. The ones resistant to the times. The ones who use that hour meeting to moan and groan about how things used to be okay. I get it. Back in the 80s, there was plenty of opportunity to breach. But this is 2017, and agendas are getting pushed at any given reach. It is your job to accept status quo, shut up, and just teach. But you want to inflict poison in a space that's supposed to open up minds. You want to start your day with a complaint or headline about how everyone is at fault except you. Here is a thought. If students are not meeting your standards, it is not the standards, it is you. Because children who work hard are the ones who have their best interest at heart. And your respect and faith in their ability is where it all starts. See, they're not as stupid as you think. They know that you don't believe in them, so they're choosing to sink. And the maturity haven't kicked in yet to want to prove you wrong. And you can't even see that was their plan all along. To believe in the negativity that you're spewing. They think, why work hard if you already don't believe in what I'm doing? See, that's the mindset of these kids that's brewing. And by the time they get to me, they have five great levels of belief that they are below expectation. So now I have to untangle Charlotte's web of intimidation and expose them to a new way of thinking. Relinquish my power and tell them to dazzle me. Give up my spare time to fill in the gaps of learning. Remind them that there are three people responsible for your education. Your parents, you, and me. And if one of those chains is breaking, that's a new responsibility I'm taking. And I know I can't save them all, but I can at least try. I can at least spend my Monday through Friday trying to open up their eyes to how beautiful it is to fill their heads with knowledge. And before I can do that task, I have to listen to fellow teachers tell me that my students were never going to college. But the joke's on you because you just turned my burning passion into an all-out wildfire. So why don't you do us all a favor and just retire? New teachers want That was poetic moment. Spitting teacher. We need more teachers like that. Let's go. It's your boy, Guys Inc. And now... You are listening to episode number 20 
of the Words I Never Said podcast, man. 20 episodes in. Y'all still right with your boy. Thank you for all the first-time listeners. I appreciate you for showing up and for all the long-time listeners that's been rocking with your boy like uh, what rocks like Baby Crips. Baby Crips don't rock. But y'all, I mean, whatever rocks like, I, I don't know, like Seesaws. You rocking with your boy like Seesaws. We rocking. That's old school, man. Um, I ain't got Seesaws no more. But I see that y'all saw that my episode was uploaded. So I appreciate y'all for coming through. Anyways, man, we're going to talk about uh, what we got here. The rant. Okay. The rant for this week. Like, I, I just got to think about this. And it's like, it's might not, might be an unpopular opinion. But here, here it is. Um, guys that don't have a mustache. You people are weird. Like, why don't you have a mustache? What's wrong with you? What? I, I don't get it. Like, can you not grow one? Like, and, and let me separate this because some people have like some some disease that they can't grow facial hair. So I'm excluding y'all because that's a legit reason. But for everybody that's just cutting off your mustache, I got a problem with it because you look suspicious. I like okay, and I made a list of things that I think are uh, uh, characteristics of guys that don't have a mustache, okay? Here's a list. <laughs> Number one, they're perverts, all right? They're the type of people that will put a camera in, in a woman's bathroom and, and record them using a bathroom and they get turned on by that. Why, why would you get turned on by a woman using a bathroom? Like, it don't make sense. Or they're just hoping to catch, catch a glimpse you know, of, of some some private areas or, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, y'all, y'all perverts, man. That's number one. Number two, and this is a lot worse. You're rapists. All right. You, you, you don't have a mustache. You look like a rapist. This is just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody like, what is he talking about? But hey, I, let me let me be me. You know what I'm saying? Let me explain to you what goes through my head when I see a full grown man without a mustache. All right. Number three, they're snitches. Like you know how how Karen call the cops on everybody. Like you you a snitch. Like you like the uh what the the, the banana man and uh and, and and belly. I'm gonna drop the dime on them niggas. I'm gonna drop yeah that's you. You dropping dimes because your mustache dropped off your face. So you're mad about something and let it grow. It ain't my fault. You can let just let it grow. Let it grow. Reggie Miller don't have a mustache. Look at him. He looks weird. Like everything I'm explaining right now, it looks like it could be him. Serial killers. <laughs> You guys are serial killers. Like I feel like you got dead bodies buried on beneath your 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 yard in your backyard. Like that's just what I feel. Like y'all got dead bodies in your closet. Like you you ride around with them in your trunk. Like you like Jeffrey Dahmer. Like you like eating people right now. You know not not that you eating people like bad eating people. You know what I'm saying like chewing on their brains and stuff. That's ser- yeah. So that's for. Another one. I feel like y'all eat soggy cereal because y'all just weird anyway. Like you just like you you let your frosted flakes sit in the cereal in, in the milk for like an hour and then you come in come in and eat it after that. Like that's what, like it's weird. Y'all just weird. Like y'all just do weird stuff. Like you don't have a mustache, so you, so you just do some weird stuff. Um, y'all watch Seinfeld. <laughs> Like, I don't know, it's probably a lot of a lot of people that watch Seinfeld, but Seinfeld is so whack to me, man. Like, I don't get it. Like, why is that funny to y'all? It's like watching Friends. Like, that's just not funny. People without a mustache watch Friends and they laugh at it. 
they watch they watch Seinfeld and laugh at it. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all weird. Y'all y'all see the common denominator with everything I'm saying? Weird weirdos. Last one. Y'all got something to hide, and that's ironic because you don't have a mustache, so you definitely have something to hide. Like, why aren't you growing a mustache? What is it like? Do you want do you is your goal to make me think that you're weird is because you you want to hide? Because if that's the case, then you're not doing a good job of hiding your weirdness because I see right through it without you having with, with your naked top lip. I see through your naked top lip and I see that you're a pervert, a rapist, a snitch, a serial killer. You eat soggy cereal. You got Seinfeld and you got something to hide. Don't do it. Like, just grow it. Be a man. Just grow your mustache. Like, this, you, you people growing beards. Like, it's just the thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't look like a weirdo. Like, I can't grow a beard. Like, I grow it, but it got, like, patches in it. Like, I, patches of hula hand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, rest in peace, Rip Torn. <laughs> Shout out to Dodge Ball. Everybody that know watch Dodge Ball. Um, I, I, got, I got holes in my beard. Like, I got Anthony Hamilton thing going on man you know what i'm saying i just can't hear it. but my mustache is straight though my mustache and my goatee is 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 straight you know what i'm saying if i cut that off i'm looking like everything i just i just described i'm, I'm looking like a, a pervert rapist snitch serial killer that eats soggy cereal watches seinfeld and got something to hide don't be that person fellas grow your mustache ladies grow your mustache <laughs> no i'm joking don't, don't grow your mustache man if you want to grow your mustache Ladies, be, be you. Do you. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever makes you feel comfortable. You feel me? But I'm going to get into the rest of this episode. Episode number 20. I am excited. Gary Payton. I'm going to call this. Should I call this one Gary Payton? That's the glove, right? Number 20. NBA fans. Old school NBA fans. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then you don't. Anyways, man. Kobe Bryant is the GOAT. Mike Mike Jordan is the next GOAT. Since we're talking about basketball. And I'm going to go to the. I'm going to go to the. I'm going to go to the break. Y'all, y'all stay tuned. I got some more of the show coming. All right. <laughs> I I I we back we back like backboards in this piece. Uh, that was trash. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, man. So you know, on the Ink Magazine's page on Instagram, I usually ask a question or two every week or so um, for audience feedback. Um, I appreciate y'all for responding. This one got a whole lot of responses, like a whole lot. So I'm definitely not gonna read all of these. It says 64 comments. I appreciate all y'all. Um, and while I got y'all here, the Ink Magazine drops on August 12th, um, which is today, if you're listening on the day that this this podcast dropped. But if it's, if you're listening later, then it's already out. And you can go to the Ink Magazine's page, click on the link in the bio, and you can check out Osage. We are featuring Osage this month. Uh, spoken word artist extraordinaire. Um, we got Khalil Gibran from the grave. That is interesting. Um, we've got a brand new section called Spilled Ink, where the winners of the Pie Poets Lounge game show comes through and they drop a couple pieces for y'all to read. So yeah, we got a reading. We, 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 we drop in a reading section for poetry into the magazine. So we're constantly evolving. Shout out to the partner, uh, Nakel over at Pop, Pop Poets Lounge. Um, okay, so back to the question. The question is, what is the best advice you could give a new spoken word artist? And I'm gonna just select, this, is a, this can actually be like a topic for a show with all the answers that I got here. So I might circle back to that. Um, but here we go. Sin spoken word. What up, Sin Fort Worth poet 
Fort Worth host. Uh, what is it? The Doc, the Doc Bookshop, um, which is actually the featured open mic for this month as well. Um, so y'all stay tuned for that. But he says, do free writes every day. Rehearse like you're performing. The writing doesn't have to be a masterpiece. Performance and marketing make up a big chunk of how your work is received. That last part is is big facts. You know what I'm saying? Because you can spit you can spit masterpieces like all day. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't have the right if you don't have the right avenue on uh, in uh, promoting it or in getting it out there, then nobody's gonna know you out there. You know what I'm saying? You got to be smart and strategic. Um, promotion is very is a very big key in um in, in getting your work out there. Shout out to you, Sin Spoken Word, all one word. Y'all, please hit the follow button on that, brother. He's doing great things. Um, let me see here. What is this? Call me, call me harms. Call me harms. And harms is spelled with a Z. And it's all one word. Be confident. <clears throat> Excuse me. Be confident. Care about what you're saying. Put yourself into it. If you don't care, your audience won't. Never perform for validation and hope your audience likes what you're saying. Worry about getting them to getting them to feel what you're feeling. Practice, practice, practice. Man, that's that's great advice. That's great advice, Harms. Man, um, yeah, you you gotta really put yourself into your poem. Like I, I echo all the sentiments. You gotta put yourself into. You gotta be the poem. You have to literally be the poem. Shout out to you, man. I appreciate you for responding. Sorry, is it? Yeah, whatever. Um, I couldn't read that part. Uh, let's see here. Okay, I'm gonna have a little trouble pronouncing this one. I apologize in advance. Nelofer Nova, N E E L O F E R underscore Nova says, "Don't be pressured into thinking you have to match the style or delivery of another uh, spoken word artist in order to feel like you are good enough. Everyone has their own style, so make sure you stay authentic to your own voice and style. Yeah, be authentic, be you. Um, don't be somebody else." T. S. Eliot says it best. He says, immature poets imitate, mature poets steal. I am definitely a mature poet <laughs> because I have stolen a few lines from different poets. Uh, Shakespeare definitely took some from him. Uh, I stole a few from Henry Dumas. I stole one from Osage, the feature poet of the Ink Magazine this month. So, yeah, I have stolen a lot. But I myself, though, I'm me. I just put my little remix on it. You feel me? That's what you do. That's what you do. Put your little remix on it and keep it moving. Um... Thank you for responding, uh, Nilo for Nova. Neil, can I call you Neil? Neil, guess what? I'll call you Neil. <laughs> Brown got his 1979. What up, Janae? Longtime supporter of the show, longtime supporter of God's Ink, longtime supporter of poetry. She says, Don't be discouraged by misspoken words on stage. The crowd probably doesn't know the piece. Just flow and have fun with it. Have fun with your art. Um, that's easier said than done, though, because when you when you trip over your piece, like, you know, you tripped over it. But when you when you realize that you don't have to be uh, when you when you're a little freer up there on stage um, and you don't and you learn not to panic when you trip over a word or you kind of forget something, um, then it'll be better. You know what I'm saying? But basically, yeah, don't be discouraged. Just you got to learn to, to roll with the punches, um, roll with the go with the flow and uh, keep it moving. And that just comes with practice. That just comes with practicing and, and knowing your piece and, and knowing how to move around a mistake. Um, thank you, Brown Goddess 1979, Janae, for responding here. Let me see. Um, yeah, man, I, I actually think I'm going to do a, a whole podcast on this one because this is this is a lot of great advice. And I'm, I'm, I'm mad I can't get through it all because I'll be here. 
for like the next 20 minutes. Um, so let me see. I'm gonna read two more. Poetry is visual. What up, Rue? What up, tribe? It says, believe in yourself and speak from the heart because no matter what you deliver or what anybody thinks, you know, it was the truth. Be be authentic, be original and uh, speak, speak your speak your truth. Basically, man, appreciate you, Rue. Thank you for responding. Uh, another long time supporter of the show and everything God's Inc. related. Uh, her poetic truth underscore one. She says, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. She says, since I've never done it, I can't speak for me. What are you doing? All right. But anyways, I'm going to still take your advice because you still write poetry. And I've seen you, even though you may not have performed on stage, you have performed your piece on 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 an Instagram post and put it out there. So you just have a different stage. So I can't say you can't say you've never done it. You have done it just a different stage. But anyways, don't try to copy or emulate someone who someone else's style. You will fail. God only makes one you. So do what makes you you feel comfortable with your material and perform in a way that feels authentic. Whether you're boisterous. Oh, nice word. Soft spoken, animated or however. Do it your way. And that's exactly that's that's a strong sentiment. Like be you. When you write, like your fingerprints are different from everybody in the world. Be as different as your fingerprints. You know what I'm saying? And that what that means is when you touch something, people should know that it was you. You know what I'm saying? Because it can't be compared to anybody else. When you when you write something, when you put your when you put your words on something, they should know it's you and nobody else. Because you're not copying. You being yourself. Um, so yeah, that's it. Her poetic truth underscore one Bathsheba, aka Bathsheba, aka T. Thank you for responding. I appreciate all y'all, man. It is a bunch of great advice on here. So if y'all just want to go to my page, Think Magazine, and check it out for yourself, uh, please do. It was posted August 2nd, so you don't have to go back too far, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. If this is like 2021, probably going to have to, you're going to be scrolling for a long time. <laughs> so, so yeah, just keep that in mind. Anyways, I got some more to show coming. Y'all stay tuned. Thank you once again for rocking with me. I appreciate it more than you know. So it was this girl, right? Um, uh, I, I met her a long time ago, and uh, it was high school around that time. Uh, we was kicking it, right? And I really didn't know much about her, but we was vibing though. You know what I'm saying? We was vibing and we was doing our thing, just hanging out a little bit. Uh, she was showing me a different, a different way to live, you know. And it was cool, like you know what I'm saying? I, I let. She was kind of popular herself um in high school so whenever people saw me with her it was kind of like a light you know what i'm saying I, we were people were drawn to us you know you i don't want to say i was using her for fame or or anything like that because i wasn't popular in high school at all like you know what i'm saying i mean i was i was attractive you know uh but i played uh basketball a little bit football a little bit but i wasn't like i wasn't like one of the most popular guys in, in, in college I mean college In high school So She 
she did help shine a light on on who I was as a person, and I appreciate her for that because she showed me a different side of me. And when you meet when you meet a woman as a man, when you meet a woman that that helps open your eyes up to different things and, and just shows you a different side of life, like you grow to appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? You appreciate her uh, even more. And so that's what I did. But like I said, we was just kicking it. It really wasn't nothing serious. Um, but I always kept in touch with her, though. Um, but college rolls around, you know what I'm saying? And uh, like like I said, she was always a friend. You know what I mean? We like we kicked it a few times. It was never nothing physical, but she was always a friend. So I was always able to to talk to her whenever I needed to. And uh, and she would listen. Like she would listen, like for real. Like not even say nothing back to me sometimes. I would just sit there and talk to her. You know, and she would just give me advice whenever she could or when she felt like she should. And then um, I, I, I love that about her because it wasn't like she was trying to force herself on me. She wasn't trying to force her beliefs and her thoughts on me. Um, she wasn't there to condemn me if I felt like I did something wrong. She wasn't none of that. You know what I'm saying? She just listened. And that was great. Like, you need that person that will lend their ear to you and just let you talk sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Without any fear of condemnation, without any fear of... of, of, of like uh, uh, wagging their finger at you and saying you're, you're dumb or you shouldn't have. Like, you just need to talk sometimes. And that's what she was. She was like a sounding board for me. And I grew closer to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and so in high school was just cool, but it, but in college it started to get, like, I started looking at her differently. Like, man, wait, you know what I'm saying? It, it could be something here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how you had that friend and they all just uh, platonic, you know what I'm saying? And it's great, but all of a sudden you start seeing each other in a different light and then you start getting closer you know and that's how i was that's what i was doing i was getting closer to her like i felt emotionally attached to her you know what i'm saying um and she was just herself she was always herself she never she never shifted she never changed she was always herself and i love that about her like how we could just kick and like i said when i got a little older and i started seeing her in a different light it it, it, it switched for me like it wasn't just friends now now it's like yo you, you know what i'm saying like what 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 can this turn into like you know what i'm saying do you see us the same way i mean do you see me the same way i see us like how do you I wanted to I wanted her to tell me how she felt about me, right? And she was just like, yo, I, I, I love you. I care about you a lot. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, cool, let's be together, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? What's what's holding us back from being with each other? Um, it's not me, it's not you, so let's let's go. And so I started kicking it, kicking with her even tight. We got together. Um and we and we tight now, like <laughs> like it just went to another level um, Before it was just like friends And then it was like Oh we a little tighter But now it's like We we I don't want to say Ebony and Ivory Because Because we the same We the same culture uh, I, I don't know What's tight Peanut butter jelly I know that's kind of cliche But whatever We was tight though We was tight like We was tight like the shoestrings Like when you tie the shoestrings together On your shoe Like we was tight like that You know what I'm saying Like we was knotted though Like we was like a kid That didn't know how to tie their shoe and they just twisted it up a whole bunch of times and then it turned into a knot. Like we was knotted together like that. You feel me? Like we that's how I, that's how I felt. And I and I loved her, like passionately. Like I, I loved her. And um it went from just it, it it went to another level. Like we we actually like we got intimate, you know. We we started we started that intimate side of our relationship where and then not when I say intimate, I don't mean I don't mean like um 
like physically intimate you know i just mean like mentally intimate like because you can be you can you can be intimate with somebody and never have to take their clothes off you know what i'm saying you could be a completely naked in front of them and when i say naked i mean emotionally i mean mentally like you could just let the, you could just be yourself you know what i'm saying without worries about anything just them accepting you and your flaws and everything like you completely naked but you got your clothes on at the same time like that's kind of deep right that's kind of deep when you think about it and that's how i thought about her like i was completely naked in front of her with my clothes on that's how i felt that's how i felt and it was the same way i i felt about her like she was naked in front of me but she was completely clothed and i it's just something that um i i, I grew i grew to love even more and yeah, I used to we used to break up um here and there uh because I was stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when you have a good thing, you don't walk away from it, right? Or you shouldn't. But I did. Like sometimes it would get boring between us. Like how much deeper can we get? And so other women would come in and, and I would kick it with them. You know what I'm saying? I forget about her, you know what I'm saying? But I always came back. I always came back to her because that's just that's just how we was built. Um Maybe you can understand that if you've been through a relationship, an off and on relationship with somebody, you break up, but you always end up back with them for some reason. Like, call it destiny, call it, call it uh, uh, kismet, call it uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, providence. You know what I'm saying? Happenstance. Like whatever the case is, y'all always get back together. Like the opposite, like the end of opposite end of a magnet. Right, like that repels, but or does it repel? The opposite end of a magnet. <laughs> to, to, no, they repel. So yeah, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. We always came back together, and um, so I graduated from college, and after I was done fooling around, like she never held that against me. Um, she just accepted me back um, each time, and I thought that was weird, like what are you doing that you can just accept me back without any any problems you know what i'm saying like what is that i don't get it but she did um so i got to a point that i would propose to her uh, i wanted to marry her right um but then the truth came out um i didn't know or i i, I knew to an extent that she could be talking to other guys and in fact she was like she was talking to a lot of guys like and it's a side of me that i i mean it's a side of her that i didn't want to want to want to realize i didn't want to um i didn't want to accept that she was that way um but i seen her out a few times and uh this is after i graduated from college i moved to texas and she was she was there too um like i said we was kind of like knit together um i got a couple other friends that moved down here to texas after i did you know a couple of my best my best friends you know what i'm saying uh and that i still kick it with to this day um they moved down homies you know what i'm saying but she was here too but i i seen her out with other guys um and i got jealous I got extremely jealous because I saw her smiling with them. And I was like, dang, like I thought that was that was the I thought that was the only connection. I thought that was a connection that only me and her had. 
but she out smiling with them. They out having a good time and, and, and they treating her probably better than I treated her. You know what I'm saying? They have that chemistry that we have, if not, if not better. You know, so I got jealous every time I seen it. I got jealous like I wanted to take her away. I wanted to, to staple they, they mouth closed so they could never say nothing else to her. I wanted to do that, but I couldn't. And one night she showed me like I was trying to talk to her. And she she dissed me in front of everybody. Like she just left me in front of everybody on stage. Like she left me and I didn't know how to take that after I, I left her I got my car and I actually cried like no 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 boy I actually cried because it hurt because I never felt that before I never felt somebody I loved so much just walk away from me like I wasn't even there like I didn't even matter like I never felt that before but I felt it and it was one of the most painful things that I have ever one of the most confusing things that I've ever experienced but it helped me understand that in so many words she told me that she wasn't meant to settle down with one person that wasn't the type of life that she was supposed to live and it took me seeing something like that, experiencing something like that, like seeing her with other guys and her leaving me on stage in front of everybody. It took that for me to understand. And now as a full grown man, I completely understand our relationship. Like, yeah, she there. She always gonna be there, but she gonna be there for everybody else too. And once I started accepting that our relationship is what it is and will be what it will be, I didn't I, I removed the expectations and I just let it I just let us live. You know what I'm saying? I let her live. I let I let myself live. And now when I see her out with other people, I'm not jealous no more. Because I know that when we get together, we have our spark. You know what I'm saying? And that's us. But when she gets with somebody else they have their spark and that's them like everybody got their own spark with her and i have grown to love and respect the spark that she creates in other people because that's who she is she wasn't just here to spark my life she was here to spark everybody's life to to show everybody a different side of themselves and i i absolutely feel that like I love her, but it's not the same kind of love. Uh, and that's where I am today. And um, if y'all don't know by now, the story was about poetry. I said uh she left me on stage um in front of everybody i was 
I was pointing y'all in the direction um, to believe that that I was talking about poetry. And uh, maybe y'all picked it up a long time ago, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe y'all just picked it up then, but either way, that's what I was talking about. And um, that's when I forgot my poem on stage in front of an audience for the first time. And everything that happened after that happened, like I went to my car and I, I was really boohooing. Like, I, not boohooing, but I was crying. Like, tears broke. <laughs> I was embarrassed, man. And I hurt because that, how I felt is how I really felt. Um, but that's that. I thank y'all for listening to me. Um, Shout out to the friends of the of the, of the show, uh, Max and Keith, over at Profane Define Podcast. Uh, Nakel Poetry over at the Pod Poets Lounge. Uh, Mike over at Ethically Immoral Podcast. Y'all please check them out. Um, and special shout out to shout out to the to the ones that show continual love and support, man. Uh, Bathsheba T. Her poetic truth. Um, all one person, by the way. <laughs> Janae, uh, Derry, uh, 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 Drizzle, um, I think portraits, portraits and something. I can't remember her day. I can't remember. I can't remember. But, but she always show love too. Uh, Shea Butter and Tears. Y'all please check out that, her book. She got a book out, um, called Shea Butter and Tears. Oh, what a coincidence, right? <laughs> to be her name. Uh, wait, let me, let me see. I don't know. Um, uh, I had to grab him. Um, yeah, that's what it's called. Shea Butter and Tips. I was right. Okay. But yeah, um, shout out to all y'all, man. They, they show continual support and love. Um, and, and support is not always buying something. Support is like reposting something or, or sending some encouraging words, you know, or or just sending an open mic or some poets my way because you think that they might uh, or, or I should know them, you know what I'm saying, or, or get to know them, man. That's that's all love, man, and I, I really appreciate I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Um, so y'all, please keep doing what y'all doing. Y'all are um, the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> my bad, I was. My bad. Anyways, what else I got going on? Um, y'all please check out the Ratchet Center Part Two. It will be released on August fourteenth. Um, part one, a free copy of Part One, will be available on Amazon on August thirteenth. So, uh, if you're listening to this before then, great. If not, then please just check out the Ratchet Center Part Two. Um, and whatever book you receive, please, 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 please leave a review. Uh, new authors really live and die by reviews we really need those because reviews will help other people see oh this book is not that bad or this book is great or this book is trash don't buy it please don't say the book is trash my book at least because i i don't i don't just don't please (laughs) i try to make myself say like i'm just so so great and so much better than anybody else because i'm not but please don't say my book's trash i don't that that's that's not cool and while you at it man leave a leave a review for this for this podcast yeah go ahead and leave me a five-star review because why would you leave a four-star because that's just wasting time don't waste anybody's time just leave a five-star review and um tell them how much you like the poetry podcast because uh you just do right i'm gonna let y'all go thank y'all for tuning in episode number 20 um y'all stay safe uh look out for yourself your family your friends 
strangers and as always wash your filthy hands and, and grow a mustache fellas grow a mustache please you're looking weird <laughs>